0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can share your experiences on the app. All you do is download the Spotify Green Room app. It's free on the iOS or Android app store. Create your profile, link your Twitter, and join a group. Check it out, you guys! Spotify Green Room. All right, guys, welcome to another Pit Panther Rants, another sports rants podcast. Vlad Harris, your host. Brought to you by the Sports Drink. Happy. Uh, well, actually, it's eleven eighteen p.m. here as, as I'm recording, this, so. I don't know, happy hump day because, you know, hump day, you know, it's technically, you know, midnight, past midnight over in the East Coast. So, and maybe I'm done with this. It's already going to be, you know, hump day. then playoffs be a playoff from way, and We'll get into that. I mean, you know, I just saw the ending of the Suns and Clippers game. Clippers let one slip away. I mean, it. DeAndre Ayton made a hell of a play. I um, I mean, Clippers defended that inbounds as best as they could. I mean, it's just he made. They just made a hell of a play. I mean, hell, I mean that was a hell of an inbounds pass. I mean, you couldn't get any better than that. De- I mean, as far as the defending goes, I mean that's as good as you're gonna get. So, it just happened to go in. Hope you all, hope for some of you listening had a good Father's Day weekend. You know, my, I spent a little bit with my kids, then uh, you know, I went, on, on, went on, you know, on a date. And then I um, went to the mall to go walk around, because it was raining outside. Well, it was going to rain. And inside this mall, there's an ice skating rink. And I sat and I looked at it, and I'm like, ooh, maybe I should go ice skating. And then I thought about it. I was like, I thought about lacing the skates up. And stepping on the ice for the first time and trying to ice skate. And I was like, mm, no, I really probably shouldn't do this. I walked around for a bit. Mall was kind of eh. So um, I went back to the rink, rented my skates, and I went on the rink. And, and it was pretty bad initially. I didn't know what the hell I was doing when I was out there. Because it's been probably at sea. Last time I played ice hockey was twenty nine. I was twenty nine years old, forty one now. So it's been twelve years since I stepped on any type of a rink, and my knees started yelling at me. They started wondering what the hell my problem was. Why was I doing this? I skated a few laps, and of course, you got people on that rink as well. Some are trying to be figure skaters, and. They have no idea who's around them, and you have other. You, have, you have, there's a there's a birthday party as well, so you got little kids trying to skate as well, and you're dealing with that. And I was hope I was I was hoping I wasn't gonna fall, you know, and I didn't fall. Luckily, I had some moments. I mean, I was using those figure skates, which sucked as well. I guess they were phys- They were I guess they were figure skates because I, I really wanted ice hockey skates, and they, they were, that was no dice. And, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, Eventually, I got a little groove going. And, well, my um, body started to catch up to me. My back was wondering what was going on. Eventually, though, I think I got almost an hour in of ice skiing. I did pretty well. I mean, I took took breaks. I was sitting there wondering, how, how was I managed to do this as a kid? But, you know... When you're a kid and you're ice skating, you're obviously going with your friends, and you know you're not like skating like constantly, like doing constant laps, consistent laps. Y'all are stopping. You guys are talking. You're joking around. You're making snowballs out of the ice shavings. You know you're having fun, or you're, you know you're, there's an arcade inside, or you know there's food. Yeah, the, you know, this was, um, you know, for me, I had to go and just sit down and go on my phone and give updates on what the hell was going on with me. Uh, yeah, this was a, you know, different type of Father's Day, um, uh, for me, for a lot of things. And, um, uh, my grandfather, I mentioned, passed away at age nine, nine, nine years old. I uh, had for 42 years of my life and the guy lived a hell of a life, a full life and, um, I just remember going to visit him, in, you know, Johnstown as a kid. He'd always have a refrigerator full of 7-Up cans. And, of course, this past weekend I went and bought a 12-pack of 7-Up. And, I, you know, I went and had myself a glass and a toast. You know, because I really didn't feel like drinking at all. And I wasn't, you know, I just didn't feel like it because drinking just throws me off for about, for about a week. But at the end of the day, I what you know, I you know, the sadness for me wasn't there as much. Cause I mean, I was happy, you know, I knew he was ready to go and I was happy he left on his own terms, you know, he may have passed COVID, he got vaccinated, but you know, I just, you know, I think he realized, you know, it was his time and cause the guy always, you know, the guy always fought to stay on this planet and. You know, he did what he needed to do to stay alive and to keep going in life. And that's, you know, I mean, you, you go, you know, things like that is what you can learn from people. You know, on, on living. You know, that's, that's, I mean, if there's one thing about death as we deal with it. if, if you know, Especially when you lose someone close to you is, you know, you wish you would have had more time with that person and, you know, I you know I had that with you know, with my friend who died two years ago. I, you know, and that's how I with a lot of people are. You know, our, our mothers, our our mothers, our fathers, whoever else, friends. You you wish you had more time with them. You know, you wish you had one more moment, one more conversation. Everything. I mean, it's like my best friend appeared to me in February, in a dream. It was kind of odd because it happened right after the, the snowstorm in Houston that we had. And I woke up. I dreamt I woke up. It was still snowing in Houston. And for, for some reason, the house, the house I was in was the house I lived you with know, my parents in Pittsburgh. And my truck was about to tip over. And it was my truck that I had when I was in high school, in college. I went to go tend to it. And went I opened up the... Um, garage, it was gone, and somebody was driving four-wheeling through all of it. They were going all up and down the street, and the per- the driver eventually stops and talks to this woman, and I'm trying to uh, get to the car to see who it is and knock him out. I open the passenger door, and it's him, and he smiled at me, and it was like we just saw each other the other week, you know? We were both happy to see each other, and that was pretty much of my dream after that. I mean I, I mean, I did hop in the car with him, you know, people ask me, did you drive off with them? And I'm like, no, I didn't drive off with them. I woke up and they said, that's probably a good thing you need to drive off with them because that's usually a bad thing. But, and then, I mean, rest in, pe- rest in peace, Pap. But let's get to some other things. A lot of, a lot of uh, pit happenings actually um june has been the month has always been the month of pit football especially recruiting pit you know landed four commits this month uh let's see on the weekend of or the week of the 14th or actually you know actually 12th from 12th and 19th they landed four guys they landed two players from new york one from georgia and one from florida um, the first guy, obviously, was Jimmy Scott. He's a defensive lineman from uh, Hamburg, New York. Offer sheets. I mean, he had Boston College, Rutgers, eh, not bad. But he had Tennessee, and Arizona State as um, offers as well. I mean, those are you know this is from Panther twenty four Panthers twenty four seven site. So that's a pretty good offer sheet. The next guy he landed was Ry- Rylan Gandhi. He's a quarterback. Offers included Pittsburgh, West Virginia, Auburn, Boston College, and Cincinnati. That's a pretty um, pretty solid offer sheet. The next guy, another New York kid from Buffalo, New York. Addison Copeland, wide receiver, 6'2", 190. Three-star, one of the top prospects in New York. He had Rutgers, Boston College, Buffalo, and BYU, which, you know, isn't too shabby. Um, and, of course, the last one, Jordan Bailey, tip of Florida running back. Offer sheets included Arkansas State, Austin P, Bowling Green, and Buffalo. He's, a, he's 5'11", five eleven, one seventy five. so he's, I think, judging by that, his build, he's going to be more of a pass-catching running back. I mean, he's a smaller, I mean, 5'11", isn't a bad height for a back. But at 175, he probably is going to be more of a pass-catcher type hybrid seems like obviously he's not going to be a a smash mouth running back. But a lot of these running backs, as you see now in the NFL, they uh, they run, but they catch a lot of passes. I mean, they line up. I mean, Le'Veon Bell was a was an example of that. I mean, we saw that. I mean, he caught plenty of passes. Now, Pitt basketball landed a uh, commitment as well, not without some uh, controversy. Uh, Jalen Shafina was supposed to visit Pitt, and Pitt supposedly canceled his visit. And obviously, his uncle Drew, who played at West Virginia, you know, Penn Hills, you know, obviously legend of Penn Hills and the Whippies, he has some words to say about it. Because supposedly Pitt was on top of Jalen's list. And Pitt canceled. I wasn't crazy about the the canceling either. I was against it. Um, I just thought, you know, there's a lot of politics in recruiting. And I just feel that, you know, it could be bad for Pitt because people do get petty. And I'm thinking for some of the... as good as Jalen hood it was as a recruit, I mean, how you know how highly ranked he was and things like that. I just thought it was a bad look to cancel a visit with him, that the Pit should have entertained, you know, bring him here, because his family was ready and they were still interested. But Pitt landed somebody who was actually interested in them and wanted to come play for them. And obviously, you know, for the articles, it was a really good visit that uh, uh, Judah Mintz had. And that's the person they landed, actually, was Judah Mintz. Uh, top 100 player. I mean, he. Uh, that's one thing I was wondering. I was like, I, I really hope the staff knows what they're doing, because what we see recently shows me that they haven't. You know, that they don't know what they're doing. But maybe things are going on upward swing. I don't know. But I mean, this is good. I mean, they, they, they uh, show me that they were wrong because I have people in my mentions saying, you know. Do you think you know more than the staff? And I'm like, I, you know, obviously I don't. I just, based on what I've seen, this is not a good, you know, this is what this isn't good. But I don't mind being wrong. I like being wrong, and especially if it goes to the benefit of Pitt. So, I, I mean, I'm one of the crow on this. I mean, I'm not sure what it goes on after this, but it looks like, you know, the staff, after what's with the departure of things... You know, things are starting to look a little better for them, and hopefully it gets better because it needs to get better. And we want it to get better because we want to watch good basketball again. You know, we want to, you know, play an NCW tournament. We want, we want exciting games, exciting wins, just like the old days, and we just haven't had them. But kudos to Jeff Capel. Now, I mentioned back in 2019, late 2019, the Pip football was building a culture, and that's what something Paul Zeiss hinted on in his article he wrote about how you know he gave uh, credit to Heather like you know, in the athletic department for sticking with Pat Narduzzi because obviously the popular decision among especially among social media would be to fire the coach and get, you know and do, do it over again. But it seems like you know when I said 2019 when PIP was landing a lot of these players, they weren't just landing, you know, guys with offer sheets with Stony Brook or Fordham. They were landing guys who had actual offers and not and, and they were getting guys from all over the the country. I mean, they were getting guys from uh, they were they were cracking the Georgia, Alabama, Florida. You know, they were getting guys. I mean, this past class, I mean, they got they got a player from Texas. I mean, in Austin of all places. So they're doing, you know, they're basically, you know, they're building relationships with, with, you know, with the high, with the high schools, and obviously they have a culture now where they're all on the same page with everything, where they, they know what they need, they need to do and get done, and they're, do, and they're all, to, they're, they're, you know, in harmony basically. Because if there's one thing that hurt pit football for a good bit when Pat Doozy took over is they didn't have a culture yet. He had the, it takes years to build one. You you got to put one together, and he's he's done that. I mean you can't just fire guard after three or four years. Sometimes it takes longer to put a culture in. And it's it's taken off. I mean Dave Winston had a culture. And look what I mean, he he knew what he wanted. And that's why he was able to get the you know, that's why he pulled the recruiting classes he was able to do. I mean, I know he we didn't get the result like a be you know like a BCS bowl game that we were hoping for. But we were, we were still a competitive uh, football team and we came close and we were still landing players. And he was, I mean, you can see, I mean, Dave that was actually a really important hire for Pitt more than we know because the Big East plummeted. They lost Miami and Virginia Tech to the top programs Boston College left. They had to replace them with Cincinnati, and Louisville, and you know, South Florida. Those guys were from Conference USA, and I mean they were they were decent programs in Conference USA, but they weren't really name you know names that you know recruits can relate to. So you know it's hard to sell a kid to play for Pitt, especially when. Um, the Big East was in danger of going, you know, of losing his BCS bid because there, you know, a, lot, a lot, of the median stuff they were railing against the Big East that they didn't want them having a, a, you know, an automatic bid and whatnot. But Dave, you know, was able to keep us above float. I mean, sure, he didn't win, he didn't get us to a BCS game, but he, he kept us in the conversation in the Big East. And eventually, it just came. It came crashing down, and of course, what happened after that? The way his the way his firing got carried carried out, you know, it fractured relationships with you know schools and recruiting territories. We bring in Mike Haywood; he gets fired too. He, he he's barely there and he gets fired. Todd Graham is there for a year in bails. Paul Chris he stayed for three years, and you know he, you know he kept it six and six. But, you know, that's what Pat Narduzzi had to deal with. He had to deal with all that fallout from what happened from one stats firing to now, to, to then, when he was hired. He had to pretty much build everything. And not only that, we lost a lot of players due to transfers and whatnot. We had, to, we had to pretty much put that whole roster together. I mean, it was almost like we gave, our, gave ourselves our own death penalty. And also, you know, D- Dave obviously didn't his when he got hired. He didn't start all that great, and as much as it pissed us off, he had to deal with some things from Walt Harris's tenure. Uh, Walt landed some decent classes, but he had a lot of attrition. If you if you guys remember, he had a lot of guys. He you know there was one class. I think it was Polka's class. For a good bit of those guys, didn't even they weren't even on the roster after, after a year or two. I mean, some didn't make it on, on the campus. And he lost some key players, too. I mean, Tyree Young, he lost him to, um, uh, He you know, he got kicked off the team. Monroe Weekly got kicked off. I mean, he, there were some key players that just uh, – Roosevelt Bynes was one of them. I mean, he didn't get kicked off, but he transferred. I mean, he was – one uh, if there was one player that was really missed on that 2003 team, it was it was Roosevelt Bynes. He was inconsistent as a pass catcher, but he was fast, and he can get over over the middle. And, 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 uh, and when he got opened, and, and you know, and actually caught the pass, he was a deadly target. But he, um, from what I remember when he transferred and left Pitt, I talked to one of the. I remember emailing one of the guys who did the article when he went the transfer, and he said that Bynes wanted more playing time and more more of the football. Because what happened in 2002 is you had the emergence of Larry Fitzgerald. And when that happened, pretty much, that was pretty much it for Rosie Bynes. And, of course, that Rod Rutherford punt throw where he got destroyed in Miami didn't, you know, I'm sure didn't help much either. But he had that to deal with, um, with uh, Fitzgerald, you know, being the target next year for 2003. And, of course, Prince L. Brockenborough was coming back. So, I mean... And yet, and plus you had Chris Wilson. So I mean, a lot of targets, and but he was definitely, definitely missed on that team for 2003. I mean, that's you know, attrition hurt hurt Walt's uh, tenure towards the end. Uh, the 2003 season really hurt, and of course, the recruiting class of 2004 was like the was pretty much the nail in the coffin. Um, because he had some um, really um, good recruits lined up, and he left them at the altar. Anthony Morelli, at the, you know, in the final month, decides he wants to open his recruitment. Uh, Andrew Johnson, same thing. Those are two you know, two, two Herald players that were local. Uh, James Bryan was another one, too. Um, he was a Pennsylvania kid, and he ended up going to Miami with uh, Andrew Johnson. Yeah, just... Johnny Payton was another highly talented player, and he went to South Florida, and he was talented, but he didn't stay on the team for that long. He had a lot of... Uh, a lot of off-field issues. But let's take a break for a minute to talk to you about Kansas City Steak Company. They want to make this your best grilling season ever. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 50% off your order and free shipping with... With code SD, that's Sugar Daddy, at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. These are steakhouse-quality steaks, aged to perfection. They make it so easy. Each order is flash-frozen and delivered directly. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Enjoy their butter, tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the Steakhouse to your house with KansasCastakes.com. Go there now and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD. That's SD as in Sugar Daddy at checkout. That's KansasCastakes.com, code SD. All right, guys, we're returning back. Um, NBA playoffs on our way as we've seen that going. Um You know, I saw some things where people were talking about the current state of the NBA playoffs. Um, You have the Hawks, Atlanta Hawks, playing the um, Milwaukee Bucks. You got the Clippers of L.A. playing the Phoenix Suns. And some people were saying this is not good for the league because, you know, we're supposed to have LeBron. We're supposed to have KD. We're supposed to have Curry. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, if I looked, I looked at the thing, and we still have Kawhi Leonard. We have Paul George. I know he's playoff P, you know, but we have with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and of course we have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, and we have um, obviously Trey Young. I mean, there's some. I, to me, this is a good thing that they're having this type of playoff because you don't want Curry, KD, all those, you know, LeBron. You don't want the same people in the in the semifinals or finals all the time because what happens is you get these you get these scenarios where people leave their their team that go play on quote unquote super teams. You want to keep the league checked and balanced. You want to have, like, this is good. You, you're getting, because if, if players see the Milwaukee can get to the finals or Atlanta can get to the finals, then they can go to those destinations instead of following all these other superstars around. Same with Phoenix and the, you know, the Clippers, although the Clippers have had their share of stars. I mean, they had Blake, they had Chris Paul on one team. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget DeAndre Ayton of Phoenix as well. I forgot to mention him. He had a hell of a hell of a, hell of a game winning dunk. He's not he's a he's a star, he's a rising star. Is that at that. I mean, you could have had the Sixers as well. I mean, Sixers would have helped because you're getting the Philly TV market in there. But I mean, Doc Rivers is gonna Doc Rivers. I mean Parva is in his phone as well, but Ben Simmons, I mean, the guy's basically a, you know, he's a just, I don't know, he just, uh, he's a point guard, but he just, you know, he, he's very limited in what he can do. I mean, he's more of a, I guess you could say he's more of a game manager sometimes. I mean, he's he put, he gets his numbers. I mean, I gave Giannis Antetokounmpo a, a bunch of shit when they, when they were down two games and none to the Nets. I said that you know the net, I said the, the Bucks aren't going to get done with Giannis because Giannis is a singles hitter. I was like Pete Rose was a singles hitter, I was like, but he had Johnny Bench, Joe Morgan, Dave Concepcion. You know, he had plenty of guys around him. I was like, Giannis is just a singles hitter; he doesn't have much. But I give him lots of credit. They they hunkered down and they won in seven. I mean, people are going to blame like you know on Kyrie's injury. Yeah, it was a bad injury, and it t- may have turned a tide of the series. But they still had those games to play, and then that's one did end up winning a game. And, you know, they had a chance at the, at the end as well. I mean, Katie was unstoppable. You know, one little, uh, a few little inches, and, you know, he has a three instead of a two at the end. Hockey's underway, and of course, Vegas is down three to none, which is satisfying lots of uh, Marco Andre Flurry haters. I don't understand what the issue is with Marc Andre Florida. I know I, I read about how, how he performed bad between the 2010-2015 playoffs those years. I, I mean the, the the way people act like this is if, if this guy, you know, he left for more money or he, you know, he was like a prima donna or he or he had or he banged, you know, he was begging everybody's girlfriend in Pittsburgh. I mean people are like really taking pleasure in this guy failing and Meanwhile the penguins can't get out of the opening round. They haven't been the same since. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm i mean, even if they had the flower, I don't think they would be any better. But you know, I mean look at that look at, look at the atrocities with their goaltending this past year. I mean, they couldn't stand Flurry. they love Matt Murray, couldn't stand Matt Murray, they got they got Tristan Jerry and now they hate they hate they wanted a goaltender now. I mean, the Pens are pretty much, I mean, if they really want to get, I mean, if they want to improve their goaltending situation, uh, you got Crosby and Malkin, and, you know, they're almost, you know, they're in their 30s. And, of course, their, their careers are about to come to an end here in a few years. Or, you know, depending on their body, how long their boys can hold up. They're probably going to have to go out to the market and sign a goaltender. Probably, hopefully they can find a goaltender who wants to win a cup maybe, and he, you know. They're gonna have to go to the market and bring somebody in. It looks like because I don't think I don't think they have the, the patience to draft somebody and groom him, unless he's a really talented goaltender. I mean, if he's like a hassock, but I don't know. It's all weird to me. Now John Rom had a, had a redemption for him. He was he won the U.S. Open after uh, having the having been, having been disqualified because he tested positive for COVID in the one the other tournament. Which was kind of weird because I thought, you know, why don't they just let him finish that tournament alone, vaccinate people. And, you know, it, it could be just him. You know, make some, you know, arrangements for him to finish that tournament. But, you know, some people say, you know, what about the other golfers? Because, you know, if he's golfing by himself, it gives him an unfair advantage. And, you know, that's, that, that's, that's a point. I mean, it's a slippery slope to make these things. But Chris Paul of the Phoenix Suns tested positive for COVID as well. And he's out right now, but I know people have their own beliefs with the vaccine and this and that. But if I'm a millionaire athlete and I have money or a championship on the line, I'm probably going to get vaccinated to cover my ass. I know that I know the vaccine doesn't totally protect you from COVID. I mean, I mean, you may get it, but it'll lessen the blow by good by big margin. But I mean, if I'm an athlete, I'm doing that to cover my ass. Regardless, I know people have their own beliefs about masks and whatnot. That's a whole other conversation and a long one of that, and I'm not going to get into it. So I'll leave it at that. But personally, I'm doing what I can to cover all my bases. You know, for me, I have, you know, personally, I got three kids. I am I got vaccinated. But for, one, for one thing, my company was offering the vaccine, and... Initially, I didn't want the vaccine because, not because of my beliefs. I just felt that the vaccine needed to go to people who really needed it—the ones who worked in the hospitals, in the front lines, and patients at that. But, but they were like, um, "Yeah, you might want to get this now because it's, it's going to be a pain in the ass for you to get it as time goes along, and you might also well get it while it's rarely available." So that I did. I went and I got it. First time I got it, it wasn't so bad. The second shot was whore. I mean I just felt lazy for a few days and I felt better after that and not too long you know I got better but anyways guys I'm going to leave it here I'll let you back some of your time that's 30 minutes head to pit guys talk to you later